You are listening to So You Want to Read Tolkien, a podcast that goes through each of J.R.R. Tolkien's main works, chapter by chapter, and discusses them in a most ridiculous manner. One does not simply walk into Mordor. I would cut off your head, dwarf, if it stood but a little higher from the ground. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? Yeah, Till at last I threw down my enemy and smote his ruin upon the mountainside. What's happening out there? Shall I describe it to you? Or would you like me to find you a box? Now, don't be hasty, Master Miriado. Is this new devil right? Hello, and welcome to So You Want to Read Tolkien. Woo! <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> it has. September got away with us. Uh, I'm Caitlin, and I'm so happy that there's cool, cool weather out now. Uh, although... The weather app on my phone says we're basically getting summer weather next week. That's bullshit. <laughs> I, I'm Rachel, and I'm just really tired. That's it. That's all I got. I'm tired. Aww. Um, And I'm Emmy, and I have done, you know, really nothing this entire week except read books. It's been pretty spectacular. All right. I mean, I also went to work, but that's boring. So this week we are reading book. No, we are reading The Return of the King. Book six, chapter two, The Land of Shadow. Dun, dun, dun. See, I feel like we do that after every chapter name, so I was trying really hard not to, even though I really <laughs> wanted to, but then Emmy was They're there. all so dramatic. Yeah. Come on. They deserve it. They've worked hard. But I feel like if we keep doing it, it loses all effect. I think it lost all effect, like, you know, decades ago. Okay. Now it's just facetious. Yeah, if people if people are uh, still listening to our show by now, after we keep trying to <laughs> take forever between episodes, they will be be you know take pity on us and courtesy laugh at our shenanigans, terrible shenanigans. Great. So this week in this wonderful wonderful chapter, we have Sam. Why did you put Sam first? Because he's the most important. <laughs> no, that is incorrect. And we have Frodo, who is actually the most important. I'm just gonna. Excuse Wrong. me while I edit our notes here. One second. Yeah, it's purely because Sam and Frodo rolls off my tongue in a way that Frodo and Sam does not. Interesting. Frodo would not have gotten far without Sam. I believe that is like a direct quote from somewhere. Yeah, written by Philippa Boyens, not J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> but still true. I have absolutely still no true. idea if I got her last name right. Anyways, there is also... You should look that up. Well, we're not talking about the movie today, so it doesn't matter. There's also a bunch of random orcs that talk in this chapter. They're, they don't have singular personalities. They're not important. What is important is that Frodo comes first. <laughs> Leaned into that maybe a little too hard. Okay. Um, in this chapter, uh, Sam and Frodo simply walk through Mordor and walk and walk and walk. That's, that's it. That's the short summary. There is some crawling and falling also. That's fair. We get a little variety in that, but yeah. mostly it's just yeah. like forward momentum the whole Although, time. If you jump, is it falling? I don't know. Falling sounds accidental, but yeah. I mean, they're, nah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Sam and Frodo feel the pull of gravity in Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, the chapter starts out really dramatically with Sam yelling at Frodo to run and then Frodo immediately almost running off a cliff like a cartoon character. Oh, Frodo. Well, he's yeah. tired. He was just tortured. Not really. They almost whipped him. They did whip him. I don't know. But it's still very funny. <laughs> so yeah, uh... Luckily, Sam saves Frodo from a very awkward ending to this book, and <laughs> our two Hobbit boys have officially officially escaped the tower. I guess so. This bit seemed stupid because the last chapter <laughs> don't mince words. <laughs> the last chapter ended with the appearance of the Nazgul and them like looking up at it and being like, "Oh shit!" And then in this chapter, oh, they they can just run, and, and the Nazgul doesn't see them, even though they're right there and it's right there. It just doesn't. It doesn't see them for no real reason. It does feel like they should have better senses if they are like the ultimate symbol of evil. And the ring is right there. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess it was wrong. like looking at the tower, but still, like you notice things out of the corner of your eye. Especially when they mm-hmm. run. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> yeah. I notice my hair out of the corner of my eye all the time. And I'm always like, what was that? I was like, oh, just yeah. just, just my hair. Oh, yeah, I, I get it. Um, uh, The side of my glasses uh. get reflections, and it's just like, I swear to God, there's like a spider trying to crawl on me. Yeah. The one time I convinced myself that that wasn't true, I turned my head and there there was a spider on me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is terrible. This is why you always check, Emmy. It doesn't matter if you just oh. checked. You check again. I, well, I was like, you know, this heebie-jeebie thing is never real. Like, I've got to just like, you know, calm down. And then I no. looked. And there was, in fact, a spider on my face. <laughs> so, it was so bad. Yeah. Anyway, I'm fine yeah. now. <laughs> I'm over it. So anyway, one way or another, uh, Sam and Frodo have escaped the tower. So uh, all they need to do now is walk across the rest of Mordor. It'll be fine. What could go wrong? It's like when you sign up for a marathon and then you decide to walk it. So like, not only do you have to go a marathon, but it's going to take you for fucking ever. <laughs> at least i appreciate the part where you assume i would ever sign up for a marathon <laughs> i guess okay so to be fair i have done a 5k twice one i walked and one i ran like sure i was a little bit more ris- miserable at the end of the one i ran but it went by so much fat wait that was a 10k <laughs> but it was over i walked a 5k and i ran a 10k <laughs> this is back when i left my house i don't know what's going on anymore anyway yeah back in the back in the eternity ago yeah. back in um, the before yeah, so they're uh, on a road that includes exactly zero hiding places, which, you know, isn't great. But eventually they come to a bridge that leads into a different part of Mordor, which is apparently called the Morgai. Except it doesn't tell you that. Like, this is the one bit in the book where he doesn't go into the history of a word or a mountain or an anything. It's just like, we have to get to the Morgai. And then the reader is left to be like, what the fuck is the Morgai? Yep. But it's it's sure a place. But it it is sure a place. <laughs> like there's literally a bit later on where there's a full paragraph about hills and shit. But we hear about this Morgai thing a lot, but we don't get an explanation about what it is. I have looked it up if we want to know what it is. But still, well, I mean, you've got I mean, to tell now, us now. Now, yeah, <laughs> the Morgai, also known as the Black Fence, which is the mountainous ridge in the Efelduath, which is the mountain range that they're in which formed a defensive wall in mordor between it lay a road which ran between Durthang and the morgul pass all right well that's where they are yep. <laughs> well we're here now yep 
So, I mean, uh, they reach a bridge in a bit, or I guess you're going to get to the bridge, but I feel like almost the whole road is kind of, because they can't get off the road, they're literally plunged to their death. Yeah. So it's almost kind of bridge-like, even though I assume they, he calls it a road because there's ground beneath it, but there's nothing to the side. Yeah. I don't know. It was, for, for once, it was one of the only things in Tolkien I could not manage to actually picture. <laughs> yeah. No, ditto. Th- but this is, I, I kind of thought about it for a bit and I was like, this is the only thing that makes any sort of sense to me. It's like a road on the top of a narrow, long hill or something that then becomes a bridge because they couldn't jump off to the side due to imminent death. Yeah. Yeah. All it is to say, one way or another, they are stuck on a road. They cannot get off the road, but... Yeah, so they, they start to hear a bunch of dramatic noises of a mounting chase behind them as they, you know, run down this road, across the bridge, whatever. And then they uh, let, they drop down 12 feet, which is noted as being not very far. And I'm like, these these are hobbits. Yeah. <laughs> like 12 feet is a lot for me. Yeah, I would have broken a leg, 100%. Yeah, um, and they fall into a thorny bush. As you do. And these hobbits are in their 50s. At least Frodo is. Yeah. I forget how old Sam is. Younger, but yeah. I, yeah. Do we know? I'm, just, I'm yes, sure we know. somebody knows. Because <laughs> I, I know in my head that Pippin is the youngest. So I must know what that is in relative to. And then like yeah. Sam and Mary are in the middle oh, there. Oh, sweet Jesus. Sweet Jesus? He's 39. Mary is 37. Faramir is 36. What? <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. Pippin is 29. Aomer is 28. Eowyn is 24. Wow, I've got a lot of questions now. <laughs> About ages? <laughs> it did not occur to me that Pippin was older than Eowyn. Never crossed my mind. Well, to be fair, because of the way that uh, uh, the word hobbit just completely left my head for a second there, the way that hobbit society works, Pippin is socially like 20. or Because remember, they, they don't come of age until they're 33. Oh, shit. No, he's even younger. He's like 18, 17. He's yeah. a young boy. Yeah. What the fuck are they doing bringing him on this? No, I, one right? I love this chart, guys. I'm looking at it. And at the very, very, very top is Gollum at 589 years old. And then everyone else is just like, I mean, it's like a bar chart. So a bar chart, a bar graph. So everybody else is significantly smaller. That's great. Yeah. Anyways, like, no wonder he looked at the plant here. He's a goddamn teenager. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. Anyways, sidebar. So yeah, anyway, they dropped 12 feet into a thorny bush. And Ouch. Um, I really, truly did not expect this chapter to begin as a Wiley e. Coyote cartoon. But here we are. Thanks, <laughs> Tolkien. I realized that there was some hyperbole involved, but I'm pretty sure Sam said the thorns were like six feet. And I'm like, that's that's not a thorn. That's a knife. <laughs> right? Or not it's six feet. Sorry, six inches. And I'm like, okay. Oh, I was about to be like, six okay. feet is yeah. two hobbits. Yeah. <laughs> how are you not dead? But like, yeah. even yeah. if they're six inches, how are you not dead? Like, that's a, no. you were stabbed. You've landed on all of them at the same time. Exactly. So it's that's like, like the bed of nails trick. Yeah. Oh, but they're in a mm. bush. They're not all flat. I can't help you. I don't have an answer. Yeah. It's dumb. Anyways, yeah, they should be dead. It's it's a fantasy novel. None of it is real. <laughs> Whatever, Emmy. Um, Sorry, I have the giggles now. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed the excitement of this beginning because uh, <laughs> now we're in the walking time. 
so first, Sam and Frodo walk until they are very, very thirsty, and then they sit and rest, and Sam dozes off for a bit, which plot-wise is pretty much just to remind us that he hasn't slept in days, and he is a very tired hobbit. Uh, so they walk a bit more, <laughs> and that's it, guys. That's, that's that. This is going to be like, uh, Frodo realizes he needs to take off his borrowed uh, orc male shirt, basically because the ring is weighing him down so much, there's no way he can also carry mail. Uh, Sam is deeply concerned about the danger of walking around in Mordor without any armor, but, you know, there's nothing for it. And Frodo, and Frodo points out yeah. that, like, if we have to fight, it doesn't fucking matter what we're wearing. They're, <laughs> there's, they're gonna win. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Sam also, you know, and, and Sam gets that, um, and he... But he does get to dramatically declare, uh, I'd carry you on my back if I could, which just had to be noted for the obvious reasons. Yep. yep. My my audiobook did play like just the beginning of the dramatic music right there. <laughs> just just it made it it made this like little throwaway sentence very dramatic. It was very good. Yep. Um so yeah, Frodo having, you know, stripped in the middle of Mordor <laughs> realizes now that he's cold. <laughs> He could work Frodo. This is his second time stripping in Mordor. Like, sure, How many clothes does he have like, left? Sure, the first time was involuntary, but still, the dude seems to want to be naked. <laughs> it's been a long trip. <gasps> Hasn't bathed um, in a while, so he's like, ugh, sorry. Yep. I mean, probably. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Sam is right there being helpful with a elven cloak, which is probably better than male anyway. We have a bit more lamenting about not having water or daylight and um that's you know how if they could ask anything of galadriel that's all they would want um but you know no such luck she's not there <laughs> surprise she's not there womp, womp, womp. and i do enjoy how each time one of them brings up water they're just like shut up stop talking about it but then like the yep. other one will immediately bring it up and they'll be like now it's you yeah so much bickering uh very so polite, these just like bickering I apologize. Yes. Carry on. Yeah. No, very polite big ring. Uh, so they just start walking again when Frodo is able to sense one of the Nazgul up above them. So they have to stop and, you know, hide. Uh, and while they're stopped, they actually see light back behind them. Uh, and the wind is shifting to blow the clouds of Mordor back for a bit. Uh, this is our one of our helpful timeline moments of uh, this is the wind that helped to blow all the boats up the river. And right this moment, Theoden is dying. <laughs> Just in case you wanted to be cheerful for a second, remember that Theoden's dying. Great. I do like that this was um, a dual purpose wind that was gifted from the heavens because it moved <laughs> the boats and gave them, you know, gave them a bit of a edge to carry on. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, on the one hand, I like it. And then on the other hand, I think about how the, you know, if the Maya were paying attention, if the heavens were really there and Iluvatar was, you know, on his game, they really let it get this bad. <laughs> this is my problem with all religion, I guess. Okay, so really? I obviously I don't disagree with that uh, in a real world sense, but in a fake mythology sense, they removed themselves from physically interfering in the world, so... I don't know. This is what they got. Six Machina is my least favorite trope. But it's not that. You don't think so? Wait, sorry. Heaven sent winds? No, because they didn't, like, complete the quest for them. If Gal no, but if they Elbereth, made sure they'd arrive on time. If Elbereth showed up and said, give me the ring, I will do it for you. That's some Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> 
but this is just well, here have a little help and, and i think beyond that you know we've we've talked about some of the bits of of the general more like quote-unquote forces mm-hmm. that have been you know come up and it's like kind of the the forces of good in the world whether it's you know what extent is coincidence you know is it you know we have the the valar but there's you know we also have right gandalf is there and stuff and, and so yeah there's all these different you know forces and such that may not be a defined you know god creature but I mean, gandalf was sent by the valar right so anyway just also the, the eagles are definitely some deus ex machina shit i know <laughs> that's annoying i also think but they're dumb. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're great. Giant eagles are amazing, but why? That's just Tolkien Lazy didn't want to deal with getting them out of Mordor once he got them in. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> that's a couple chapters from now. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, anyway, one way or another, there's a wind. <laughs> uh, and and Frodo and Sam are also able to see a dark shape flying up into the sky and screaming in dismay. Which is, of course, the Witch King dying. Woo! Yay! Bye, bitch. Yep. So Sam takes this as a little bit of hope that things aren't going terribly out there. Uh, but Frodo doesn't because they're not going that way, and everything still sucks in Mordor. I love Frodo. <laughs> Where they are? That's so great. Look, good things are happening in the world. Ugh, fuck that. It's not happening here. Uh, so they walk a bit more, risking the path since they need to move fast. Uh, and at one point, they hear a wonderful sound, the trickling of water. So our hobbits aren't going to die of dehydration quite yet. Drink the gross mortar water. I mean, at this point. <laughs> Drink or die. Uh, and Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and yeah, Sam is delighted because they they got their two wishes, light and water. And here's, you know, while we were just talking about the wind, uh, it's like, is it coincidence? Is it a sign? Is it just some symbolism because it's a book and Tolkien decided it was? <laughs> Reader's choice. I don't know. I uh, kind of think, well, maybe I'm reading way too much into this, but they never actually refer to Galadriel by her name. They just say the lady. So I like to think Elbereth sent them the water. That's That would be nice, I guess. Yeah. And the stars. Because <laughs> <that's, laughs> she's the star goddess. That is what she does. There we go. Um, and she's just like, screw you, Manway, I do what I want. <laughs> and uh, well, also, they've been like, uh, calling her name, which yeah. I guess you could beseeching her, I guess you could say. So mm-hmm. maybe she's their fave. Yep. So, yeah. So they drink some water. Uh, Sam tries to drink first to test it for poison. Uh, Frodo isn't having it because also he's like, we both need water. <laughs> yeah. He's like, <laughs> if it's poison, we're going to die anyways. So yep. let's just drink. Yeah. But all all that's for nothing because the water's fine. And so soon enough, they're <laughs> walking again. Just what we've always wanted. Yep. Uh, so there's some geography, exciting things like tangled brambles and rocks. Uh, and then they stop to eat and rest. Uh, Frodo falls asleep, but Sam is on watch until he sees a single star off to the west above the mountains. And Sam is so comforted by this that he says to hell with danger and just falls asleep beside Frodo. I wish stars could make me feel that safe. Right? Fall asleep in the middle of Mordor? That's a good star. When I was camping earlier this month, I had to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, which is the worst. The worst. And it was like 2 a.m.-ish? 1 a.m.? Somewhere in there. But when I got out of the tent, I could see everything. 
I didn't even need a flashlight because mm-hmm. the moon was so bright and there were so many stars. Yeah, that's always so cool. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't I didn't feel safe. No. No, I still felt like there was probably a murderer in those trees ready to kill me. <laughs> Fair. Yep. Uh, so Frodo and Sam wake up hand in hand. And not dead, not murdered by the, you know, serial killer hiding in the trees of Mordor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then they do a bunch more walking. Yay. Yep. Uh, so they come to a point where it's now just the fields of Gorgoroth between them and Mount Doom, which is eh, 40 miles that away. And now they're talking about leagues and miles again. And I was like, we've talked about this so much. And I still don't know what a league is or how long it would take them to walk that. I just don't know. But For some reason, I have it in my head that a league is five miles, which you also don't know what a mile is, so we're just going to ask the internet. But uh, 3.5 miles. All right, there we go. So I, um, I still have no idea how long it would take to walk that, but I'm just... I don't know, a league is 5.5 kilometers. Oh, a 5K. <laughs> so, in fact, you do know how long it would take to walk, Caitlin, yep. because we <laughs> talked about go. it at there the beginning of this episode. Yes. <laughs> um, it all comes back together. But um, how long did it take? If we remember, because I certainly don't, for Aragorn's crew to get from Minas Tirith to the Black Gate. Um, days? Seven Yeah, days? a few days. Was it seven? <laughs> Something like that. You know what? We can ask the internet. But <laughs> <laughs> I think this is where we My start to get into failed. the continuity errors that... Tolkien doesn't make continuity errors. How <laughs> dare you even imply that? <laughs> Is the internet forthcoming? The internet was immediately like, Frodo left Hobbit. I'm not talking about Frodo. I seem to recall we had this problem the last time we tried to Google it. The yep. internet wanted to give us all the lengths of time except the one we were looking for. Yep. Uh, I went back to the actual chapter. Good. All right. You look there and I'm going to scout the internet. And I Ooh, bet Okay. You Upon the first. fourth day from the crossroads and the sixth from Minas Tirith, they came at last to the end of the living lands. Okay, so it does yes. take them about six days. At nightfall of the fifth day of the march from uh, the Markle Vale, they made their last camp. So yeah. Awesome. All right, there we go. I, I do not remember them spending that much time in Mordor, but I guess I've just smooshed it with the movie, which makes it seems like, makes, oh God, words. They just rode up there yeah, to their neighbor's yep. yard. Makes it seem like they just got out of the Tower of Kirith walked for an hour or two, and then couldn't get and up a mountain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, not that I really wanted more walking. In no, I, I, the King, I totally but... get why the movie did it that way. Obviously, it, yeah. But um, but yeah, no. And here we're in, we're in, and we're in a very timeless um time here, right? They just they walk and rest, but it's dark pretty much all the time. So they, you know, I think they probably barely even know what days are. In a month, we will understand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm so excited. I mean, I like the dark, as you know. I used to be nocturnal, but the darkness combined with never leaving your house. Yeah. That's going to be tough. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Because I want to dwell on that early. It's not like I don't think about that every single day. I'm so sorry. Carry on. Frodo and Sam. Um, (laughs) Are in love. Yes. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) So, Frodo and Sam are just like, they just have the field between them and Mount Doom, but um, it's full of camps there's a whole bunch of army right between frodo and sam and where they need to go frodo at this point is like yeah i i never hoped to make it across but i guess i'll see how far i can get so cheerful this is why frodo's the best (laughs) he's like we're not gonna make it but let's try anyway (laughs) 
He's very, very Eeyore. Eeyore's my favorite from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yes, yes. This is this is the character that I like. This is it. This is Caitlin. Yeah. yeah. So uh, at least for now, they they do their best to walk alongside the edge of this valley field place. Yeah. They uh, at well well working their way along, they come near to an orc hold, and at one point they have to hide while two orcs come by chatting. Uh, and here we get our fun little interlude <laughs> of orcs. <laughs> fun. Fun. Um, so yeah, these two orcs are bickering back and forth like proper corporate grunts. Uh, one guy's basically a sniffer dog and the other's the muscle uh, in this terrible buddy cop comedy. <laughs> uh, they both blame each other for sucking. Uh, and also they shit talk their managers for not knowing what they're actually looking for, whether it's an elf, a dwarf man, or a pack of rebel Urukai. I I did love that bit. Like, like any of the above. <laughs> yeah. Uh so the sniffer orc mentions that there's bad news and uh muscle is like, well, who says there's bad news? Sniffer says, well, who says there isn't? <laughs> like a little shit. Uh at which point muscle is your says, favorite character, right? <laughs> I mean yes. <laughs> uh so yeah, at which point Muscles says that's rebel talk and I'm totally a snitch who's going to rat you out for it. Classic. This is why Muscles is not my favorite because no one likes a snitch. No one likes a snitch. Uh so they uh they also conveniently mention uh a gobbler with flapping hands, which is of course Gollum, who is still out and about and not dead. Uh, Sniffer then shit talks Muscles' shooting ability and Muscle Orc threatens to report him. Fabulous. I know. Uh, and Sniffer is like, uh, Muscles, you have no leader anymore because Shagrat's not going to be in charge anymore. <laughs> At which point, it's my favorite. <laughs> this verbatim line where the Muscly Orc says, I'll give your name and number to the Nazgul. Yeah. <laughs> I have questions about numbers. I have questions. (laughs) Right? It's like, one, the blustery threat of, like, this orc going up to the Nazgul and saying, hey, this guy's name and number. (laughs) (laughs) Go get him. And then it also sounds like we're setting him up on a date. (laughs) Oh, my buddy Nazgul over there wants your name and number. (laughs) Anyway. I love the orc conversations. I know. Book. I was just thinking, like, morality aside, Aragorn and his ilk are doing themselves a disservice by killing all of the orcs just for, like, comedy. Right? These guys are, yeah, these, these like, low grunt level orcs complaining about their managers are the best part of these books. <gasps> Not the best part. That's an exaggeration. I mean, yeah. They were the comedic but- relief of this moment, though. Yeah, so. they're, they're pretty good. Yes. So I was trying to find um, like where the phrase "give somebody their name and number" came from. Yeah, because it's weird. But I guess I guess it's like a military thing. Because mm. uh, Google's yeah. not giving me anything. It's giving me where did numbers get their names? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, probably, and that's it. You know, lots of reasons to have an you know an employee number basically. Yeah. But I. I I, I also put, but, uh, paused when reading that because I, I do so very much think of that as a phone number. 
And I'm like, I'm pretty sure these orcs don't have iPhones in their back pocket. <laughs> but it is funny to picture. Yep. Very. Uh, um, so, yeah, after all of this humor, uh, this escalates in Sniffer shooting muscles in the eye and running off. <laughs> uh, at which point, Sam wishes that all the orcs would start fighting like this and, you know, do their job for them. But alas, nothing like a common enemy to bring people together. So, you know, orc civil war not going to happen in the end. I also love this exchange because Sam is just like, man, it would be so nice if the orcs would all just kill each other. And Frodo's like, dude, if they'd seen us, they would have immediately started bickering and killed us. (laughs) Because if Frodo has to be pessimistic and unhappy, everyone has to be pessimistic and unhappy. (laughs) (laughs) It's truth. Um, So yeah, uh, Sam then tells Frodo about all of the terrible things Gollum did. You know. (laughs) While Frodo was Uh, having his long nap. Yep. Um, but then, yeah, when they start moving again, uh, Frodo gives Sam the file of light as well as Sting. He's Aww. giving away all his worldly possessions. Alternately, he's like, my job at this point is just the ring. None of this other stuff matters. That was more the feel I got for it, that he's like, if an orc gets me, I'm not going to be doing the stabbing in the in the um, condition I'm currently in. <laughs> so it makes yeah. way more sense to you for you to have the good orc killer sword. Yep. Also, now but it was still sad. Sam technically has two sources of light. Oh, yeah. As I assume there's hey. orcs goddamn everywhere, so. Yeah, just yep. glows. Yeah. Two glows. <laughs> uh, so they walk a bunch more, as they nice. do. Uh, but they're starting to hit a rough point where they don't know how long it'll take them to get to the mountain. And the food stores are getting mighty thin. So they, like us, have no idea how yeah. long it takes to go. <laughs> yeah, th- this is the bit where Fred was like, so I looked at a map and it was 40 miles this way and six leagues that way and then a bridge and blah, blah. And I was like, what? And then Sam, <laughs> and then Sam very clearly said, that'll take a week. And I was like, that's all we needed right there. <laughs> that was yep. the only information that mattered. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's nothing for it, though. I mean, they've just got to keep going. Yeah. So they Do. walk some more. Uh, see some more geography <laughs> uh, until they come to a point where uh, instead of the camped armies, they are approaching the orc holds, which is so much better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So much better. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, they're like, well, we're going to have to make a run for it. Because uh, <laughs> they're so good at running. So yeah. Good. Well, especially because Frodo is real beaten down. So he's like, I, I can't run. And Sam's basically like, well, fine, if you're going to shamble across, you need to rest, too. <sighs> yeah. So uh, and then Sam Sam gives Frodo his share of food and water. Aww. Frodo's having a really not good time. Uh, and uh, at this point, um, Sam is also forced to leave Frodo unprotected while he sleeps to try to find some more water. Because otherwise, again, they are dead either way. Uh, but yes, is that a breath? No. Nope. I was just okay. going to say how much Sorry. I enjoy. I said no, and then I kept talking because I'm an <laughs> asshole, apparently. Um, I, I was just sort of thinking, I suppose, how much I enjoy, like, the world is saved because they figured they'd die anyway. <laughs> so yep. may as well die trying. Or babies. I mean, yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, Sam's luck holds, and so he's able to find a little stream to 
drink water and fill up a bottle. But uh, when coming back to Frodo, uh, Sam sees a figure right near Frodo's hiding place. A gobbler. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no one will ever guess who it is. It's it's Gollum. Uh, who doesn't actually do anything. He's just there for the drama. Yeah, for tension. We didn't have any of that in this chapter. It's just to remind us that he's still a player. That he's still yeah. following them. Mm-hmm. I feel like we saw him five minutes ago, so were we really going to forget? Well, no, we didn't see him. The orcs mentioned that he was about, but we didn't know where. Fair. Now we know he's here. Yeah. Stalking us. Pretty much. Well, stalking Frodo. Are, are, are you, Frodo? Are you? My secret's out. <laughs> yes, Frodo Frodo sailed west and arrived, <laughs> you know, he, he, he left Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> and arrived in Illinois. And, yes. <laughs> <laughs> is is Valinor? No, it's Illinois. <laughs> I actually had a real problem with this when I was a kid because anything like west of England is just us. And anyways, carry on. <laughs> there you go. Um. Yeah. So Frodo Frodo takes a shift, uh, staying up while Sam sleeps, and then they start walking some more. Uh, unfortunately, though, uh, at this point, there is no cover. I should say they make it like 12 miles before this point, but like nothing happened. So after walking for like 12 miles, uh, <laughs> there's no cover. And finally, a whole bunch of orcs start coming along. Uh, so Sam and Frodo sit by a cliff in the shadows to try to be unobtrusive. Classic. But, yeah, no luck. Uh, they are pegged as deserter orcs and made to <laughs> fall in line with the rest of the company. I don't understand how this works since they took off their disguise uh orcs maybe they're like smart. really dirty <laughs> all right and it's disguising their hobbitness sure i don't know are orcs aren't that tall are they i mean i assume they're taller than three feet but maybe they just assume that they're like very very small orcs uh, maybe they're filthy like the rest of the orcs i'm are. not worried about the height i'm worried about what they're wearing because frodo was all i have to take this off and you know Mm-hmm. Put two cloaks around himself. I'm sure orcs yes. aren't necessarily. Here's my nice elven cloak. <laughs> I'm sure the orcs aren't necessarily into getting cozy. <laughs> I mean, I guess we don't know, do we? Well, yeah. Do, do how do orcs feel about uh, Huga? <laughs> <laughs> they live in a land of volcano and lava. I don't know. <laughs> hey, everyone needs some cozy time. I'm. I mean, it's the dark time, so it's basically like you know, Iceland in winter. <laughs> <gasps> okay <laughs> let's move on yeah yeah anyway it is it's a wild time but one way or another they are forced to run along with the company um which is you know not not good since frodo can barely walk let alone keep up pace with the orc company <laughs> um uh frodo at one point is like starting to finally give out and sam is basically carrying him along um, but despite this bit of not good luck, they do get a little bit of luck because at this point they're coming close to Udon, um, which is where the armory armies are gathering. And so since everyone is showing up at once, there's like a whole bunch of chaos because everyone is trying to be first through the gate. <clears throat> Certain things are universal. Like, yeah. This, this uh, is just more orc comedy here. Like, Peter Jackson yep. really missed the mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. 
Um, so yeah, this this though gives Sam an opportunity to throw him and Frodo to the ground where they kind of crawl away from the chaos. Uh, Frodo drags himself the last 20 yards he can possibly make it before pitching himself into a shallow pit that's in front of them where he ends the chapter dramatically playing dead. <laughs> that was my favorite bit. <laughs> oh, I'm, it's a good bit. I'm going to read that last line. I was meant to be prepared for it, but then I wasn't. So just give me one second here. Okay. Oh, it's all good. All right. All right. All right. <clears throat> I'm just going to do this whole last little paragraph here. It's, it's, it's only two sentences. Live your best life. With a last despairing effort, Frodo raised himself on his hands and struggled on for maybe 20 yards. Then he pitched down into a shallow pit that opened unexpectedly before them, and there he lay like a dead thing. <laughs> I loved that bit. I don't know why. It's so melodramatic. But I did. I mean, that's like not an inconsiderable distance either. So if I... I have no idea how long a yard is. I... Uh, Wait, wait, it's approximately a yard a meter. is basically a meter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So twenty meters. It's like a classroom. You've got pretty big classrooms. Maybe two classrooms. <laughs> I just like flashed back to grade four when we measured our classroom. <laughs> but like, I mean, when you're hauling, that's not an inconsiderable distance to haul yourself. But okay, let them do as they will. I know, it's still really dramatic. Frodo is clearly committed to this venture. Yeah. All right, Emmy. Did you have any favorite bits? Not really. To be honest, not my favorite chapter. I mean, they did just kind of walk a lot in very confusing geography. I liked um, the banter we got with the orcs, the muscly bits, though I really disliked that it made me like like the orcs. They really are just like an army for hire. <laughs> Except not really because they're bred in captivity, but whatever, we're moving on. <laughs> Stop thinking too hard about ethics. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope. They yeah. have jobs. They've got numbers, serial the, numbers, the, clearly. The prisoners with jobs. Prisoners with jobs. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even really talk about the uh, slaves in this chapter. Oh, yeah. No, we I mean, blew right past that, didn't we? The, to be fair, the chapter just kind of blows right past it. No, that's fair, yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah, the chapter's basically just like, yep, there are a bunch of uh, slaves here. As you would expect in a place as terrible as Mordor. The end. Yeah, just it, I don't know, it specifically pointed out that they were human. Mm-hmm. Uh, slaves so that's interesting yeah one more thing to put against the orcs I guess because they weren't bad enough with the you know genocides but okay yep yeah you know Mordor pretty terrible place full of evil but also oily water which I feel <laughs> like could be utilized for like dry hair or something I don't know I'm just trying there we go trying stuff yeah out. yeah that's a new a new line of uh of hair conditioners. Yeah. I'm sure s- back in Hobbiton. I'm sure somebody would put it on their face. <laughs> see if it would clear up a wrinkle or two. There you go. <laughs> Ew. Uh, All right. Are we yeah. are we done with me being an idiot? Um well, I, I I have to read my oh, my favorite line I honestly, in this chapter. I honestly just assumed it was the same as mine because <laughs> what the fuck else could it be? Um no, it's it's one of those lines where it was like, you know, when you have the lines that are like, oh, yeah, that's a, a lockdown mood line. Right. Yeah. Uh, from an, from an unexpected source in this chapter. Uh, so when Frodo and Sam are like looking across at Mount Doom where they need to go, <clears throat> you have this bit where it's the dark power was deep in thought and the eye turned inward, pondering tidings of doubt and danger. Uh. Uh, 
you know, an, a bright sword and a stern and kingly face it saw. And for a while, it gave little thought to other things. And all its great stronghold, gate on gate and tower on tower, was wrapped in a brooding gloom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. The uh, the eye is over there just thinking about how life sucks right now. <laughs> like a brooding, introspective, evil eye. But what does that look like, do you think? When you're looking at this know. eyeball on the top of a tower and you think to yourself, man... He's sort of just looking inwards. Do you think he's like angled down looking at the tower a little bit? Or like maybe his pupil is really blown out because he's just, unfocused. Or is there like yeah. a, a glaze of fire over the <laughs> yeah, maybe evil blinking? eye? He's got a little blue along the edges. <laughs> uh, some things work in text that just don't work visually. Yep. <laughs> Uh, now I'm picturing now I'm picturing flame eyelids. <laughs> See, whenever I picture it, the eye, just the eye is like resting on a hand. You know, like when you rest your face on like your fist or something and you're just like, <laughs> yeah. life. There you go. So now I'm just picturing like a flamey hand holding the eye. Out. Anyways. Yeah. No, no. Sauron is like, hey, uh, evil minions, uh, I need you to bring me a giant sculpture of a hand so that I can do a pensive look. <laughs> They would do it too because they don't have a choice. <laughs> yep. How would they? I guess the Nazgul would have to get it up there for them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're officially getting weird. That's really why Sauron gave them the uh, the fell beasts. He needed them to <laughs> carry stuff up to the top for him. <laughs> the horses just weren't working out. Oh god. Okay. Oh. Okay. Before we get any stupider, I do have a uh, thank you because we have a new patron. Yay! Yay. Oh, thank you. Uh, so thank you to Marco. We appreciate your support quite a bit. I don't know why I put an awkward pause in there. You're <laughs> welcome for that. Thank you, Marco. Thank you. All right. So if you, too, want to become a patron of us, you can find us at patreon.com slash so you want to read Tolkien. And once again, thank you to all of our lovely patrons and all of you for listening. If you want to reach out to us by email, you can at wanttoreadtolkien at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at toreadtolkien. And next week, we will be reading The Return of the King, Book 6, Chapter 3. 3. It's called Mount Doom, I think. I'm desperately flipping through my it book is. right Good now. job. Doom. 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 Destined to be Rachel's favorite chapter, maybe. <laughs> with a name like that depends how many times i get to say doom great so as you're doing the you want, you're really. doing the long summary next week you're doing the <laughs> there we go you're volunteering in advance yeah totally and with that awkwardness <laughs> yep. we will see you all next week i've been caitlin i've been rachel i've been emmy bye bye bye, bye. <laughs>